Hello and welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner with Karen Sharp Price. This podcast will inform and inspire you in your quest to find the right career path. If you're just starting out, looking to make a change in your field or transitioning into a new career, then this podcast is for you. We'll be sharing tips and providing resources on topics such as writing resumes, interviewing, using LinkedIn, and networking. We will take a look at different careers, companies, and opportunities. You will hear success stories from professionals in all career paths, and so much more. You will leave this podcast with three key takeaways that you can easily put into practice. Enjoy! Welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner. I'm Karen Sharp-Price. Today, we're going to talk to Melanie Yohi, who is a grant writer and owns Grant Strategies. Hi, Melanie. How are you doing today? I'm well, thanks. How are you, Karen? I'm pretty good. Thank you so much for spending some time today with us. I love to hear people's stories on how they got started, and I found yours particularly interesting because you really have a background in paralegal. So I'd like to start back there. You went to UB for paralegal 20 years ago or so, and you worked for a law firm right after that. Can you tell us a little bit about that decision of choosing paralegal? Well, actually, it was it was accidental. And when I went back to school to study that, that was that was actually the first time I returned to school. Originally, right out of high school, I was a music performance major with an English minor. Oh, wow. And I didn't finish, and um, sometime later, I was working in a law office, and the attorney I worked for recognized potential, I guess, <laughs> and um, he offered to pay for my tuition for me to return to school for paralegal studies, advantage of that. So you're just a continuous learner, because then you went back to school, and you received your bachelor's degree in English. What made you then continue on? I mean, because this was years later, correct? Many years later. Sometime later, I remarried and moved to Indiana with my new husband. My daughter was four at the time. I worked in a law office in Indiana for a period of time, but was really struggling with the hours and mm-hmm. having a small child, et cetera, et cetera. And I wanted to return to school. So at that time, I returned to Indiana University Bloomington full-time with the att- intention of um, receiving an English Lit degree and teaching. At some point later, while I was still in school, I ended up um, leaving school again because of a messy divorce and a cancer diagnosis. And I returned to New York State, dealt with those situations, and then returned to IU East, their distance learning program to complete the degree. Oh, okay. So at the time when you went back to, to actually finish the degree, were you thinking that you might teach or were you thinking something else at that time? Yes. When I went back to IU Bloomington, teaching was my goal. I was actually substitute teaching as well at that time, and I loved it. And there were, Indiana had a shortage of teachers, so I thought it was a good um, direction to go in. Oh, okay. Intention. Wow. So after you got that degree, what changed? Because did you continue on teaching or did you stop at that point? Well, when I when I got the cancer diagnosis and left school and came back to New York and then re-entered in the distance learning program, they didn't have English Lit 
distance learning program mm -hmm. and they and also New York of course didn't have a teacher shortage so I switched to a focus in professional and technical writing I thought that would be more useful to me in New York and oh. by that time I had already kind of gotten my feet wet in the grant writing and my intention when I returned ultimately <laughs> was to uh, open my own business as a consultant. So you were thinking about that at the time. How does that even start with grant writing? Was it in the beginning internationally or were you just doing regular grant writing here? Actually, the first, the very first opportunity that I got to do any grant writing at all was with the, um, the International Chamber Orchestra of Puerto Rico. How does that happen? How do you get that connection? <laughs> when I when we lived in Indiana, my daughter um, started taking cello lessons at the uh, at IU at their Jacobs School of Music. They had a, a Suzuki program, and her instructor and her husband were both professors of cello at IU. And sometime after we left Indiana. Uh, we maintained our relationship with them. We became friends while we were in Indiana, and we oh. continued to stay in touch after we left Indiana. When they started this organization a few years later, I volunteered to help with the grant writing, and that's... That's how it all started. Yes. <laughs> wow. So when you were doing grant writing, what part of the grant writing like do you enjoy the most? There's really very little about it that I don't enjoy. I've always loved research and writing. And of course, it's very research intensive and very writing intensive. But it's also a lot more exciting than people think it is. And I do a lot of travel with my work because I also do program evaluation. I don't think a lot of grant writers do that, but oh. I do because it's, it's an important component of reporting to funders once you've spent their money, oh. and, you know, it just, it all fits together really nicely. It helps me to develop a, a more of a relationship with my clients mm -hmm. and a long-term relationship where, and, and it helps me to get to know them better so I can actually do the grant seeking portion of it much more effectively. So when you go in, um, when you're doing the, the analysis, are you trying to determine what kind of grants will help them? Usually the the program evaluation is about how effective the programming is, how they can adjust the programming to to be more effective. Uh -huh. And it's also, you know, like I said, an important component of um, reporting to the funders. The funders want to know what the outcomes were. They want to know how many, you know, not just what you did. They want to know about the activities and how many people you served or whatever, but they also want to know outcomes. Okay. Long-term, long -term, what actual impact did you have with the program? So, oh, okay. Using the grant. Right. To, okay. Okay. So in case they might want to re-up it or, or yeah. continue it. Okay. That's, it's very, if your um, program evaluation is really good, it helps to do, to develop a relationship with the funder. And oh. then it's easier to go back to that funder and say, hey, we'd like some more money. And if you've done a good job and they like what you did, they usually say, sure, we're gonna give you more this time. Ah, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And you say that most grant writers don't do that second piece. I don't think so. Okay. I think 
I think that may be changing. I know when I first was introduced to grant writing a number of years ago, it seemed to me like grant writers sat in their office and waited for people, waited for organizations to ask them to write grants Mm. and did a lot of one and done for organizations or, you know, I'm not interested really in doing that. I really want to feel like I'm helping the organization have an impact and I'm having an impact as a result. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a collaboration more than a. Okay. On a side, what type of background is helpful as a grant writer? Like, is there, is there degrees other than English? I think it depends on uh, on your areas of focus. I would not have any interest in working, say, for example, in in uh, medical research or any kind of scientific research. I think if you have an interest in that area, of course, you would need a, a very different background than what I have. Oh, okay, um, but you got to be a good writer. Yes, yes, and a, and a good researcher. It sounds like yes, research okay. is. It's huge because you don't just, there's, there are levels of research that you do because you have to first research to find the funders. And then I dig deeper and I research, actually research other organizations that they've funded in the past to see how, to see what they, not only what they say they fund, but what they actually fund. And I also then, as, as you're putting together, as you're writing the grant, you have to have research to support what you're saying your your programs do. Yeah. Uh, so there's that level of research as well. And wow. It really is at all at all stages of it. There's research involved. Is there is there templates that you use, or or is everyone very different? Everyone is very different. Really. Even even working for the same organization, you would think. You know, I've like, for example, I've been writing for the orchestra for five years. I still, there's no cutting and pasting. You can take pieces and tweak them sometimes, but funders have different, different criteria and different objectives of their own. So you really need to, attention to detail is important. Yeah. Knowing what the funder wants to accomplish and how that fits in with what your, my client organization does is really important. And so very often, even within the same organization, the focus of what I talk about from one grant to the next is very different. Oh, that's really interesting. Okay. All right. I, I didn't really, I don't know. I guess I, I've heard of other grant writers, but I just assumed that there was um, kind of like for college students, they have to write an essay. They're given, you know, a criteria and just go for it. But you're doing a, a ton of research prior to putting it all together. So right. that that's very interesting. So we're going to take just a little break and we're going to play a game. It's get to the point. I'm going to ask you 10 questions and you just answer what pops in your head. So there is no wrong <laughs> answer. So just so that you know. So in this world that we have of, of uh, COVID and, and all of that virtual, do you prefer virtual or in-person? I prefer in-person. I also find virtual very convenient. I yeah. don't hate it. I, I, I think ideally a mix would be nice. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I think that I found a, a, a lot of benefits with virtual. A lot of time has been saved using <laughs> virtual that I never expected. Okay, next one, uh, pizza or wings? 
white pizza. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that's good. Uh, social media of choice. I would say Facebook. I'm not a huge social media person, and I see my grandkids. <laughs> uh, dog or cat? Dog. Where have you enjoyed the most traveling to? I love Puerto Rico. I love going to Puerto Rico with the orchestra, but I also, I don't think I've ever traveled to a place I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. You're, you're easy pleased, that's good. Uh, books or music? That, see, that's not a fair question. I was a music performance major with an uh, English lit. <laughs> um, I think I would have to say books. Okay. I could feel the, the tension in that question. Sorry about that. Choice of beverage. Water. Uh, phone call or email? Email. And have you set any professional goals for yourself in 2021 that you'd like to share? Wow. Yeah, sure. My professional goal for 2021 is to secure for my for my favorite clients, <laughs> excess of $3 million. Wow. We'll check back on <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> that, that, that's great. That is, that is really great. All right. Well, thank you. See, that wasn't so bad, was it? No, that wasn't. <laughs> Never having to choose between music and <laughs> It's interesting when I ask those questions. Some people, it, it, it really hits home. <laughs> Uh, so, so going back to uh, grant writing, at what point did you decide to start grant strategies? I think that was after the cancer treatment. I went back to work in a law office, and it was really the most horrible fit ever mm. for a job for me. And for the first time in my life ever, I really was not happy in a job that I was working. And the the law office lost about almost two thirds of its clientele and to a boutique law firm. Wow. And there was a little bloodletting and I lost my job there. And that kind of cemented in my mind that I really did not want to work for somebody else ever again if I could possibly avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big step, though, to to yeah. go off on your own. When did you start Grant Strategies? I officially formed my LLC January 10th of 2020. That's exciting, though. Yeah. So who is your target client? My favorite clients, my, my ideal client is a nonprofit organization that is at least three years old, has a successful track record of at least three years. They have done some uh, needs assessment. Mm. They have a very clear vision of what they want to accomplish and they can articulate it. They have a, a clear mission that is board approved. They have a usually a budget of at least around three hundred to three hundred fifty thousand dollars and a real some sort of pressing need to increase that budget. For example, they want to start some new programs or they want to scale their existing programs or they're moving to a bigger facility or, you know, just some, or they're going from, you know, they all their work has been in Sierra Leone and now they want to work in Buffalo as well. 
you know, some, some need for an infusion of really big cash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do most places seek you out or do you, do you find them and try to build relationships? I don't do any paid advertising. Most of the time, most of my work has come to me through referrals. Oh, and, okay. Um, the international work mm-hmm. has all come to me through the orchestra. They pull together artists from all over the world wow. and I've, developed relationships with them through working with the orchestra and they are involved with nonprofits, other nonprofit organizations. And some of them have started their own. And of course they, they know me, they know my work and Uh they, you know, and it's been successful. How, so how do you get the gig where you get to go there? That's a pretty, that's a perk. That's a great thing. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And that's like, for example, with the orchestra, that's all about the program evaluation. Um, I go with them to Puerto Rico. I, I create surveys. I do online and paper surveys and I do interviews and I do follow up I do focus groups and follow up interviews and things like that and I've wow. just started now that now that they have like a 7 year track record I'm doing some long term tracking of people that they've worked with oh. so that's the main the main reason that I go with them yes yeah. and like I said it makes me so much more aware of what they do and how they do it and why they do it and um, makes my grant writing for them so much more detailed and so much more compelling. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can imagine because you, you have so much more personal information that you can put into that, to that grant. So Melanie, I asked my guests to give three pieces of advice um, at the end of the interview. And if, if there's somebody out there who has been thinking about starting their own business, do you have three pieces of advice that you would share with somebody that maybe you wish you had known in the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Don't reinvent the wheel. <laughs> ah. Listen to successful people in your field and follow their advice. Maybe once you're really well you have a really thorough understanding of your industry. You might have a better idea or a way to tweak something, but don't start out thinking you're going to change the industry because there are reasons things are done the way they are done. Usually, (laughs) (laughs) Also, um, if you haven't done so already, learn to do business networking. I was not a networking person at all when I started my business, and I've learned that it is, for me, it's been really the most important thing I could do for my business. And the other thing is explore effective marketing tools before you open your doors, because I also had no idea how to use social media or how to market myself and my business. And I wish I had had a little better idea how to do that before I started. I'm still learning. Yeah, I think everybody also in the same boat. I think that because it's changed so much too over the right. last several years, everything is social media, and and then you know you have the new platforms, and and then you're supposed to figure out what those platforms are, and so it's, it's ever changing. Always, always got to be on top of that. So I, I think I agree with that. If someone you know hears this podcast and and would like to reach out to you about grant writing, what is the best way for them to reach you? phone or email or through my website, 
Okay. Um, what is the name of the website so that we get it right? Is grantstrategiesllc.com. Okay. And my email is grantstrategiesllc at gmail.com. Okay. So it's really. And I'll have that attached in the description of the podcast so that they can easily find you as well. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I learned something about grant writing that I, I didn't really understand. And it does sound like a lot of fun, especially if you can go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> well, this summer, travel bans being lifted and things, hopefully, I will be heading to South Africa to uh, dehorn a rhino with a client. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is much cooler than, than any grant yeah. writing I've ever heard of. <laughs> it really is. I'm really into the arts, uh-huh. obviously. But I'm also looking forward to, I'm starting with the endangered species with the um, the client in South Africa. And I'm looking for a way to get into, um, that's primarily rhinos. I'm looking for a way to get into gorillas and polar bears as well. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is really cool. You got to get in touch with uh, Ellen DeGeneres because she does the gorilla thing. I think she has a place in Africa. And actually, I think it's in Africa. So that would be very cool. Wow. I know Uganda has, has a, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is super cool. Well, well, good luck with all of that. <laughs> we, we might have to have a part two just to hear about your trips. <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening to Sharp HR Career Corner. If you're unhappy about your career path or you want to start exploring other options, please contact Sharp HR. We would love to help you out. Go to sharphumanresources-buffalo.com for more information. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, I encourage you to download the podcast, leave a comment, and share with others you know. The more downloads and comments and likes that we get, the better our ratings and the easier we can be found. So thank you in advance. Until next time, be kind, everyone. We need to show a lot more kindness in the world, and it starts with you and I. Thanks again for listening, and have a great day.